What's up, Dads? We're here with another episode of the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones. We're here with Jace. How are you doing today, Jace? I got my first session back in the gym post back injury today, and it felt very, very good. I felt, I've, I've, you know, that feeling of this is how I imagine either FIFO workers or, you know, I'm going to make make it, you know, people who are deployed in the army wait for months at a time and they come back home. That's the feeling that I got uh, after my four week hiatus from the gym that's five minutes down the road. So, uh, no, no offense intended, but I mean, look, that's how I imagine it feels. <laughs> you haven't seen your family for six months. Uh, you, you go yeah, back home. You've been getting shot at. <laughs> Jace exactly. feels the same, but Jace feels yep. the same when he's going back to I feel, the gym. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Oh, fuck it out. Well, what's uh, happening to me this week? Well, to this week, oh, I had yeah. a staph infection two weeks ago. I was on antibiotics last week, um, and I sort of took my running down a bit, uh, just a little bit. And then last week, yeah, running again, staph infection gone. And then it came back on Saturday, so back on the antibiotics, went to the doctor today. They're like, no, you need more antibiotics. I need to cut you open with a scalpel to try and lance that out, or not lance it out, just cut it open. Um, and so my leg hurts because I've just got scalpeled. But mm. that's okay. We will go yep. for a run, run this afternoon because fuck it. Um, Trav, Trav is the kind of guy who will, he's, he's, yeah, you got David Goggins over here, right? He's loud about it. He's like, I got a fuck broken ankle, broken knee, whatever. I'll carry the boats and shit. Trav's yeah. just like, oh yeah, no, doctor cut my leg open with a scalpel and staph infection in the other leg now. We'll go for a run later because that's what we do. Like, exactly. you know, who's, who you got to listen to? The guy who's loud about it or the guy who just fucking gets the job done, you know? Yeah, dude. I'm not carrying the boats. I'm just trying to carry my family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they wiggle a lot more than wood does. Exactly. And actually, this brings us on to today's um, topic. Hmm. Today, we're going to actually talk about the dad's guide to staying consistent and overcoming the roller coaster. Okay. And, you know, obstacles are going to happen. Uh, you know, randomness will happen. You're going to get punched in the face. You're not always going to have a plan when you get punched in the face. But when this happens, how to stay consistent. It's overcoming the start stop, the two steps forward, three steps back that happens to so many dads out there. Um, and we're going to talk about today and we're going to talk about how to stay consistent and not just anyone's guide to consistency, but the dad's guide, because I think we all have different constraints. We all have different weights that we bear. Um, but you know, talking for dads, you know, a lot of dads do carry a lot, you know, and mums work, dads work, but I think society in societal's views of those people who listen to this podcast, and if, if this is not your view, I don't care. This is my podcast. Um, but do, dad, <laughs> dad, your own podcast. Yeah, exactly. Start your own podcast and tell everyone how I'm crap. Um, but you know, I believe dads do carry a lot. Like, you know, we, we want to provide security. We want to provide strength for our family. We want to provide support for our partner. And we take all that on. So sometimes we put ourselves last or behind other things. And we, because of that, we fall inconsistent to our own personal goals with our health. So today we're going to talk about how to not put yourself last, but stay consistent. So you can be the best version of you for your family and, you know, just be the best version of you for you. So I, th I think the biggest thing, man, like the first is it's understanding the inconsistency challenge. I think like, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, every, I think the biggest thing everyone has to understand, I was talking to a couple of guys this week, they're like, oh, I feel so bad. Like, you know, I fell off the wagon the last two weeks. I put two kilos on or whatever it is. And this happens with everyone, guys. Even if you have a coach, 
sometimes you're going to fall off the wagon. And I was talking to a couple of my clients and like, I just feel like crap because I was getting such good results. And then I fell off the last two weeks because A happened, B happened, C happened. No matter if something happens at work, relationship, family, um, anything, they fell off the wagon. They put a couple of kilos on and they think that they start to internalize it like and isolate where it's, there's something wrong with me. What is wrong with me? When in reality, you have, I want to normalize the struggle today. Hmm. You are a human being. Human beings like get faced with shit all the time. And your road to success, just like Google Maps, is not a direct route. There's going to be details. There's going to be stop signs. There's going to be, you know, people doing road works. You're going to have to do go left and right. Instead of it saying it's going to take 18 minutes to get to the shops, maybe it takes 25 Maybe it just takes that little bit longer because you had to take a couple of detours. And if you're going through a struggle and because of that, you were inconsistent, that is normal. No one has one straight linear path week after week to getting their success. Every single person has a hiccup. And the biggest thing you just go, it's like, okay, well, I learned from that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I, I just want you to understand that one, you're not alone. There is common humanity in the fact that everyone struggles in some respect on their journey because you're trying to change your life. So past habits do creep in when we get hit in the face with an obstacle because we default back to the lesser or the older version of us. So you are not alone. There is nothing wrong with you. It is normal. Please don't say what is wrong with me because there is nothing wrong with you whatsoever. You're just a human being trying to do a human doing. Right. And I think you're just trying to be the human being doing the best version of you. Um, what are you going to say on that, Chase? I think it's, um, it reminds me of, uh, there's an old like um, series of, of like audio books from a guy called Jim Rohn, one of the first like personal development speakers. He talks about the seasons of life. And I think there's like a macro picture of, you know, there's when you're young and you're in like, you know, your 20s, that's a certain season, right? We've got summer, autumn, winter, and spring. We're just coming into spring now. You can't expect the flowers to bloom all year long. And the same can be said for yourself. You're going to have shit that comes at you where it's like, maybe you lose your job. Maybe your relationship is on the rocks and it requires a bit more focus so that that means that you know that's not the season for you to be making your gains and you know tracking every single thing that you're reading and never going out because maybe you you know your partner and your wife needs a bit more attention needs a bit more connection from you and it means you can't be focusing on all that other shit you can't be going leaving her to go to the gym five days a week right so understanding that and understanding that there are seasons to this and it is as Trav said completely fucking normal like we're all going to experience stuff like myself the last four weeks, I haven't been able to train, right? My my lower back gave out, sort of like just tweaked and tightened and just grabbed on and didn't want to let go, right? Like it's it it was what it was and I wasn't able to train. Now, I probably handled it fairly well, but that's a good question to then ask. It's like, I, I actually went to Trav. I was like, what do you reckon? Do you reckon I should just like start doing like a mini cut now and just like, you know, drop my calories and focus on that and just try and focus on walks and travels like, yeah, hundred percent go like do, do fucking 10 Ks on the bike or something. If you want to get some movement in, so you're not stressing out your lower back. So by going out and actually asking for help and support and asking, how can I deal with this better? I came up with a game plan that actually really worked for me. And as a result, I'm probably like what, three kilos or so down from, from when I started, starting to get a bit leaner. Now I can get back into the gym, keep this cut going for a bit. Like, going out and asking for support and help during this time is what really allowed me to not wallow and not spiral like a lot of guys do when they, as Trav said, when they isolate, because 
yeah, it's yeah. It, there's there's so many campaigns out there nowadays with you know it ain't wink to speak and beyond blue and all this stuff where it, they're encouraging guys to speak out more, but it's still a bit of a stigma around speaking out in terms of your you know your emotions and how you feel and asking for help and support. The amount of guys that I've had recently who have been like, yeah, like they love that we run programs specifically for dads because there's you know heaps of programs out there for you know twenty something year old PTs or guys who just want to get jacked. But there's certain constraints that you have to deal with. And there's also a certain mental load that comes with, I am, for a lot of guys, I'm the provider, right? I will constantly work myself to the bone for my family. And then juggling that idea with also trying to make myself as healthy as I can be for my family is, you know, is a struggle. And there might be times where you have to be the provider as opposed to focusing in on your health and fitness. And that's okay. I completely agree, mate. I think that's just comes into like life's demands and juggling act. And, you know, when we look at consistency, mm. I think it's going, okay, well, whether it's the season that I can spend an hour a day in the gym <laughs> or mm. it's not the season you can do that, you can still get your walks in. You can still, as Jace has been doing over the last four weeks, is tracking his nutrition and focusing on that. Um, you could change it from, you know, gym-based workouts to body-based workouts. Or as we've talked in the past, like, you know, jumping inside your couch, not jumping on your couch, jumping inside your lounge room and doing some uh, workouts for 20 minutes that are, you know, just dumbbell-based. It's like what you have to look at is, you know, inconsistency can be there for a long time or we can adapt and overcome and i think for yourself you have to look at the juggling act and look at where you're spending your time and sometimes it's good to actually track that because we, we start to catastrophize things um when we're trying to stay consistent we start getting punched in the face and we're like oh i have no time i say oh well let's let's look at your phone over the last seven days okay and look at your screen time like how much time were you actually looking at your phone oh, you're looking at your phone for four hours a day. Okay, let me look at where you were looking at your phone. Oh, you were looking at your, your TikTok or Instagram for 90 minutes across the day. And they're like, oh yeah, but that was spread out. It's like, well, if we can compress that, it's 90 minutes a day. It means you can work out for 20 minutes. It can mean you both come to an agreement, a verbal agreement right now. You do have 20 minutes in a day. And they say, yes, right? Or you're spending more time on anything. We just focus on where we are spending our time when are we actually catastrophizing the fact that we don't have time you know if you want to sleep faster sleep faster i don't care but just you can find 20 minutes for me and you're like okay cool now we can create a plan because if you're whilst you're in the mindset of i don't have time you won't find time and you aren't open to the ability to create plans to overcome the inconsistency you're currently facing you're making justifications around why you have to be inconsistent which is what's keeping you where you are you own it, mm. you make a plan, and it might be not sub, might be, might be the most optimal plan, but a suboptimal plan executed daily is better than an optimal plan executed never. I think that's mm. what we have to understand as well. So it, it, you, know, you have to understand your juggling act. You have to understand, okay, what is my plan? Not the TikTok guy who's jacked, who doesn't have kids and a wife and is 20 years old's plan. No, but what's my plan? And I think that's a big thing we have to look at. Mm, yeah, everyone's plan is uh, is individual, right? It's going to be, and this is the, um, I'm actually planning on doing like a bigger, like five, 10 minute video around this is this is why we don't do meal plans. This is why we don't promote meal plans in general, because number one, only dietitians should be doing meal plans. That's like a, like a legit legal thing. So if you've got guys doing, oh, I'll do you up a meal plan. It's like, I could do you up a meal plan. 
I could tell you to eat fucking egg whites and ham in the morning with spinach and eat chicken breast, broccoli and rice for lunch and then an eye fillet with 200 grams of mashed potato with no butter for dinner. Cool. Mm. Go do that. You'll be jacked, right? Uh, not uh, not actual dietary advice. Do, go do that. You'll probably fucking drop weight, right? Depending on how much uh, how much rice and how much how much chicken you have. Um, but that's all well and good, but that doesn't actually take into account your ability to prepare food, your ability to reheat food. I might give you this and it's like, oh, fuck, I, I took the chicken with me on the road because I work uh, on the road and there's no microwave and then I got salmonella because I left it in the car all day and then I ate it for lunch because Jason told me to eat. It's like there's there's different – everyone's got – we've talked about this a lot. Everyone's got different constraints. Everyone's also got like a different past. Everyone's got a different history of the way that they've been eating and the way that they've been prepping food and the way that they, you know, they they like to eat. Like I don't particularly like seafood, so I'm never going to think of planning seafood for someone because I just don't eat it, right? I know I should, I know it's good for me, but I fucking don't. So if you like salmon and you come to me for a meal plan, you're not getting fucking salmon because I just don't think about it, right? Um, that's the, that's the big reason why it's like understanding your circumstances. And I've talked my my frame around this is context and outcome. It's like, what is the context of your life and what is the outcome you're trying to achieve and make the decision from that place. If you have your context, the context of your life, your commitments, your partnership, your ability to train, your injuries, all that kind of stuff, you have to take that into account and you have to take into account what do you actually want to fucking achieve. For some people, they want to get to the point of having a six-pack. They might not have ever had that in their life or they want to get back to that point for pride. Awesome. For some people, they're just like, I just want to move a bit better and feel a bit fitter and be able to run around after my kids and not get puffed. Awesome. Some people just want to drop a couple of kilos and feel better in their clothing and feel better in their body. Awesome. Keep your context dependent on that goal. Keep your your context in mind and your goal in mind when you're creating your plan because it is individual. Um, there's principles that are we've talked about time and time again that are recommended for everyone, but the plan has to be tailored to you. Completely agree, mate. And I think in saying that, one of the biggest problems with inconsistency and when people spiral is they take their past failures and they start to stack that on top of the current inconsistency that they're currently facing. And then they do start to go into somewhat of a shame spiral or a self-doubt spiral, which then leads them to further self-doubt and further helplessness is the eventuation of that because when we we get to helplessness we're like and especially when it's learned helplessness because it's internalized then we feel like we can't change and then we are who we are and you're never who you are you're you're a constant evolution you can choose to continue to get fatter or you can choose to continue to get fitter you're not fucking big boned your metabolism isn't that slow you're just eating like shit you're not moving enough and you don't have the accountability but when we start to stack these past failures or setbacks on top of each other and our self-talk gets worse and worse and we feel guiltier um then we start to look like we essentially we internalize and we can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel anymore we we, it just goes pitch black and then we own we don't own the fact that we can change we own the fact that i'm fat and this is just who i am because that's who my parents were and my grandparents and my it's my genetics and when you start to talk like that, yeah, you'll never change because what the fact what, what you've done is you've owned the fact that you can't change and you've turned from a growth-based mindset into a fixed-based mindset. So I think what you have to look at, and if we continue to bring past guilt into our current situation, what you're doing is you're just reliving the same 
day over it's like groundhog day the old punks of tony phil right um like you're living the same day over and over again it didn't work for bill murray and it's not going to work for you it just gets boring as shit so i think that movie's a bit old for you maybe jace um so no, no. look i know the principle i know the principle i know the principle <laughs> so when, when we're looking when we're looking at this what we have to understand is the past is the past like it's not you right now and you have to go well how I handled that in the past clearly didn't work and I am not the past and this current setback or inconsistency is this current setback and inconsistency is not the inconsistency. I need to choose new emotions, choose new behaviors, choose new direction from this. And I think if we can do that, then we're not stacking on previous shit to it as well, which makes it like, man, it's a heavy bag to carry um, mm -hmm. and it just becomes heavier and heavier. So I think for yourself, stop bringing the past into today that was the past and all you have to find you can't even change the fucking future all you got to do is focus on today guys and today is what actually defines what your future is so we just all you have to do is focus on today with inconsistency and it's like redefining your current success markers right and i think that's the the biggest thing you can start to move out of it before you start setting clear realistic goals it's like well, okay well let, let's not even worry about weight right now you know if you just got punched in the face like dude one of my guys was focusing on running a marathon like dude like he's been crushing it um we got his time down from like you know 550 k's he was running like 450 like absolutely crushing it we're aiming for him to smack chat at sub 330 uh, marathon and he's like two weeks before his marathon he had him got a meniscus tear <laughs> and like oh, like fuck. man and he just he lost 20 kilos they like so he, he man he cons and he'd be working for like pretty much 12 weeks towards this next goal and then it was ripped out from underneath him. And then he got down, but we focus on, okay, well, our success isn't like running this 330 marathon. We need to redefine what success is now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let's just, we, we can't let that hold us back and slip into old ways and put on that old weight. Let's redefine success. Well, success is, mate, have you still got arms? Yes. So yeah, he's actually jumping on the ski erg and just sitting on a chair and doing his arms on the ski erg now. And like, there's always, we have ways to overcome it. It's like, he's just focusing on upper body. He's just focusing on presses, curls. He's focusing on pulls that he can actually be supported with. So because his legs in a cast are essentially a um, brace. So um, if you ever see a guy on, in, a, in a knee brace on a skier, it's probably him. Um, but like with this, <laughs> so, but with this, what we had to do is we had to redefine what success was because his success mark matrix or markers that we created previous weren't actually allowed to be used in this current scenario. And if he kept using those other success markers, he'd be constantly feeling like a failure. So what we do is redefine his success markers to being, you know, 50 calories down the ski erg in a chair, doing these 20 minute workouts you can do while you're sitting down, making sure we're not like, you know, we increased his calories slightly because he's going to be at home. And we focused completely off weight and just focused on maintenance, movement, um, in all aspects for the next four to six weeks until his knees out of a, a brace and we can start moving forward with rehab and focusing on that next sort of running adventure. So I think with everyone, you need to redefine your success when you're faced with inconsistency. If not, you constantly feel like a failure if you're trying to base it off your prior history of success. Mm. If you're used to training five days a week and now you've got kids and you're getting back into it, 
success isn't going to be five days a week for you. Success might be two to three sessions in a week and eating well. That might just be the, that might be the first step for you. Do that until you can be consistent with that and then redefine what success, like we've talked about before. For me, I didn't redefine what my success was when I first gained about 30 kilos because I started a bulk and then I injured myself on the first session and then I didn't redefine success or redefine anything. I just said, well, I'm on a bulk, can't really train, but I like to eat, <laughs> so I fucking ate. And, that, and I did not redefine or change anything. And then I was like, all right, cool. Well, I still felt like a failure and I got fat, right? It was a, it was a double whammy. But having that, this is kind of, it kind of comes under setting clear and realistic goals, right? And this is, this is part of like the adapting and the adjusting of that is when there are, you know, road bumps, taking the time, stopping going, all right, cool. Do I need to readjust this plan? Do I need to redefine what success looks like in this period? It might be super busy. So I might not be able to get all my sessions in. So what would be success? Just getting my steps and my nutrition in, right? People say, oh, I'm too busy to do my nutrition and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you eat anyway. Like you eat regardless. Like you, you don't not eat when things are busy. Like some people will, won't, but obviously then they'll fucking eat dinner. Then you're going to go fast for seven days, right? Your, your busyness isn't, oh, I'm going to go meditate and do a water fast for seven days. That's not being busy. But people do that. They're like, oh, I didn't have time to eat healthy. It's like, yes, you fucking do. Healthy food is just as easy to get as unhealthy food, right? There's, there's, you're ordering Uber Eats, fucking go to Nando's, right? Easy. Get eight chicken tenderloins. There's your protein, right? Eat a carrot, boom, micronutrients, done, quick, easy. Um, yeah, no, again, not a recommendation, but by being willing to adapt and being willing to change what success looks like for yourself and redefining what success looks like in a busy period, you can continue to progress. Yeah, 100%. That was a funny story. It's like you're doing it. Like, it just reminded me when we were, before we were moving down to Taz, I didn't have a car left in uh, Melbourne because we'd already bring my ute down and Liv's car down. And I had to fly back to empty um, one of the houses and stuff like that. And I got fl I flew into, um, and where we were living, there wasn't any Uber Eats because we were a bit out of Melbourne. And, man, you cannot eat. Like, I just didn't eat for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, I was busy. And um, I, flew in on, I flew in on the Monday night. And I'd eaten at the airport on the Monday night and I flew into Melbourne and I had to pack these houses and I flew back out on the Thursday morning and like live cooks for me. I didn't have anything in the house that we we're packing up. There wasn't any Uber Eats. I didn't have a car to get anywhere to get food. So like I just, I, I Ubered as soon as I got off the airport at Monday night, I packed the house for two days and I didn't eat till Thursday. And when I got home, and I was like, you don't die. Um, it might be extreme, but if you're that busy, guys, you don't even need to eat sometimes. Um, yeah. and if you have the is... time to fucking eat a burger and get the food coma afterwards, mate, you got time to fucking do a workout as well. All right. What is, what is this bullshit? But, but guys, I think, but in saying that it's like, now that's busy. Okay. When you don't have time to eat, that is busy uh, as like, uh, like, you, you know, unless you're saying I'm physically not eating for days, then I'll be like, okay, cool. You're actually busy. And I'll believe you then. Mm. Um, but I think what, <laughs> trust me guys, I've tried everything you've tried to do. I've also <laughs> tried, I've also tried when I was opening up my first gym. And I think we talked about this maybe like I was like trying to set this gym up. I was living in the gym. I tried monophasic sleeping It's where you sleep 20 minutes only every four hours. So over across the day, you only like sleep 20, four, two hours across the day. It's like 20 minute nap. You work for four hours, 20 minute nap, work for four hours. So essentially getting these sleep schedules supposed to be like 20 minute naps. And I read it off like Snoop Dogg and I fuck, I did it for like two weeks. I thought I was going to die. Um, I was like, <laughs> sleep's important. And that was like, just that was about 13 years ago. I was like, sleep is really important. But it's like, guys, 
I like, you know, I've tried every productivity hack known to man when you don't have time and some are really dumb. Um, so when you say you're busy, I'm like, are you, you, you tell me what you've tried. You've told me what you tried to be, be reductive. Cause I've fucking tried it all. Um, but in, in saying that guys, um, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, mate, don't do the stuff I've tried. I'm crazy. Um, but you need to start small. I think this is the biggest thing I need to, I need, want you to understand. It's like, you got punched in the face. You redefine success. Don't start. It's like, I used to train five days a week prior to this two week hiatus or a holiday or whatever it is. Cause even holidays break consistency. And then you try and go back sometimes to what you were doing. You just can't get it back again. And then you, you like, you fall off for the next month because you can't get that rhythm and routine because you got out of routine and out of structure. You start small. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to focus on 8,000 steps today. I'm just going to focus on twice this week to the gym. I'm just going to focus on tracking my calories this week. And what happens is you start to snap stack wins. You create these little mini milestones. It's just like me, hit my steps, just like me, track my calories, just like me, did two sessions. And you want to even, when you're trying to gain back momentum, because you can't optimize a, an object or an, you can't optimize something that's not in motion right? But once we get you in opt in motion, we can continue to optimize. All our goal is when we're coming back from inconsistency is just getting motion happening. And then we can continue to optimize for best practices. All we want at the start is just practices. So it's not rest practices, just practices. I was like 8,000 steps, two workouts. You're like, I can, I can smash out five workouts. So I don't care what you think you can do. I just want you to do two. And then when you do two, if you do four, dude, you went so far above and beyond, you high five yourself like a fucking champion in the mirror. Like, I think that's the power of coach sometimes. It's like, you, we will set you a goal that we know you can 100% achieve just so you feel like a fucking hero. And then if you do more than that, you feel like even more of a champion and you're taking the 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 dopamine hits and the winning attitude into next week because you didn't just like it wasn't just like oh it was a 99 to 96 win um in your you know football game it wasn't just a just a win it's like no you thumped it you you thumped your mm-hmm. goals you're like you're feeling this high because you crushed it and if you have that then you have this uh like this attitude of like yeah look at me like i crushed this and you can take that into the next week so start small celebrate those small milestones and then what you can do is you can continue to optimize week in and week out as you're breeding that consistency back in. Hmm. Yeah, you start a car in first gear, right? If you come to a full stop, you got to you still got to go back through first, back through second. You can't pop the car into fourth and try and take off. That's called stalling, right? I haven't driven a, a manual car in a while uh, to get an automatic so that uh, Lauren could drive it as well. But I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they haven't changed that that dramatically. Um, yeah, you've always you've still got to start in first, right? So no matter what you do, like. Me, today I did a, a full body session. I don't normally do full body. I do like an upper lower split so I can get four sessions in. I'm going to do two to three sessions, probably two sessions to get back into it, ease back in. I know it's going to be sore. I know there's going to be pain um, to stretch back through my ranges of motion and get back into the rhythm of it. That's it. I know that for me is again, that's adapting and adjusting. I'm, that's going to be a win for me. And I'm going to sell, I celebrate fucking going to the, I went to the gym once this week. I feel fucking great, right? I'm loving it. I high five myself in the mirror. Um, you know, take a pump selfie in the mirror. I haven't been able to take one of those in a long time, but um, 
the, the, the next step, once you've got your sort of clear, realistic goals, you've defined your why, which is another big one, making sure you actually have a compelling reason why you're doing this. Because a lot of people come to us like, oh, I just want to lose weight. All right, cool. Well, that's not going to fucking push you past when times are tough, when you're on, you know, when you're eating low calories and you've got to take the 15 minutes to prep the food that you're going to eat for the, for the day and you're tired and you're hungry and you're exhausted and, you know, you're still not at your goal going, oh, I just kind of want to lose weight. That's not going to fucking propel you anywhere. That's that's not motivating. That isn't that, that doesn't light a fire under your ass. But if you're saying every meal that I'm ta- eating, every step that I'm taking, it's an investment in me being able to play with my kids, with my grandkids for the next five, you know, for another five, 10 years of my life, being able to be one of those grandparents who can sit down on the floor and play with his kids and get back up and not the one that's like, oh, sorry, can't look after, can't, can't look after the grandkids because okay, if I get down on the floor, I won't get back up again, right? That's not the kind of fucking grandparent you want to be if you listen to this podcast. So that is a lot more compelling and a hell of a lot more motivating to make you want to eat the healthy meal that you've pre-prepared than I just kind of want to lose weight, right? So have that really strong and powerful why in there. And once you've got that, and this is kind of where a coach can start to come in, is it's about creating a sustainable routine, again, for you, for the context of your life, for the context of uh, of everything that you've got going on, the commitments that you have. This is why we always recommend for a lot of people getting like a Google calendar and actually mapping out where are your commitments because you're gonna you're gonna say, oh fuck, I can do this three days, four days, whatever. So all right, let's map out what do you actually got on. Oh, actually, the kids have soccer on Tuesdays and then they're swimming on Thursdays and then we've I've got a late night at work on Wednesdays because of this and it's like well fucking all of a sudden those four days turned into two real quick. So. What is a routine for you that's going to be sustainable? Again, what is that start point? And the first thing that we want to do is prioritize consistency. What can you consistently do week in, week out? Mate, I completely agree. And I think moving from that, obviously we're creating routines, we're understanding why, we're starting small, we're creating milestones, we're adapting and adjusting forward and it's sustainable, okay? Because when something's sustainable, we find it enjoyable. I think, right? Like, you know, when we, the biggest thing to any type of training plan or any type of nutrition plan is adherence. Okay. And I think mm. if you find your training, and this is exactly right, when I fall off consistencies, dude, guys, I fall off consistency as well. Like, life is shit at times. Um, like, it, it is. Like, when you get punched in the face a few times in a row, like, I'll fall off like my weight training. Um, I was still trying, I'll keep my running up at the moment. I'll still get movement. But it's like, you're just not acting as if your best self. The last thing I want to do, what I love normally, is smashing out a super hard Metcon and challenging myself both mentally and physically at the same time. But when I get back into it, okay, and if I'm just getting back into the weight side of things, the last thing I want to do is do some super hard challenging Metcon. And I'm not fucking David Goggins. I'm not out there to do every possible hard thing known to man, even when I'm starting out, because I believe that's just stupid. Because... For me, I want to enjoy things, but also make it hard. And I haven't been consistently weight training, you know, in inverted commas. So instead of doing some hard, challenging Metcon, what I'll do is I'll pick a three-day split with barbells and dumbbells, and I'll hit it. I'll push myself in that. I'm not creating some crazy-ass sweat and heartburn like I want to vomit on the floor. And I'll do that for the first four to six weeks, and I've got routine again. And then because it was enjoyable and I'm back in routine, I'll then start doing crazy hard shit where people are like, oh, fuck, you're a fucking crazy person. Um, but you don't start with crazy stuff. Like you start with stuff that gets you back in the rhythm and the routine. I think that's what happens. And the same as food. Like if you just, I'm going to eat chicken and broccoli. It's like, it's not enjoyable. 
it's not, you're not able to adhere to that for a prolonged period of time. So you need to understand nutrition. You need to understand flavor profiles. You need to understand how, how you can do this with a family. Because again, if you're sitting by yourself in the corner eating your chicken and rice while your family's eating tacos, like, well, you're not going to stick to it. It's not a lifelong thing. So the biggest thing you got to look at then is like, what am I doing that's somewhat enjoyable that's still hard? Yeah, somewhat enjoyable still hard being a calorie deficit and slightly hungry, but eating foods you enjoy whilst being slightly hungry is better than eating foods you don't enjoy and being slightly hungry. Or better than doing a training session that's slightly hard and you don't enjoy it and you fucking hate thinking about the gym. So it's like, it has to be hard, but it also has to be enjoyable. I think that's something people miss as well. It's like, I'm all about sacrifice, but I'm not about um, being sadistic at the same time. Sadi- you know, that sadistic mentality happens after you get consistent. Uh, so I think finding- Consistent the- and sadistic. <laughs> exactly. Like- I-, I think, so it's, it's in finding the enjoyable activities, in finding the enjoyable food and flavor profiles. And then that, what that will do is that will give you balance, right? You, you, it's also hard, but it's also enjoyable. It gives you balance. You're not just hard stacked on top of fucking hard on stacked on top of a hard life. Um, and then you also, then once you're creating that sustainability, it's, it's like you gain that accountability. Like you have to be accountable to someone and especially someone, not your wife, never try and be accountable to your wife. Cause I never try and make her accountable to you because that's how mm. you get divorced. Um, so like, <laughs> so like that's, that's, that's just my tip for the day, uh, for you dads out there. Like you have nothing to do with her health and fitness and, and don't tell her she's fat. Don't tell her she has to lose weight. And when she asks for help, ask if you're sure and then ask if you can get someone to help her and that's your help um so like guys because otherwise it is this like like i've seen in the past um but with this find someone that you respect that you can be accountable to and then what happens if you can take the next level if you're paying someone to be accountable and you've got skin in the game you're more likely to be accountable to them and actually follow through as well so like accountability accountability for your daily habits not only for you feeling better but also to someone else that you have to show up for for a weekly call or whatever it is with your check-in process even if it's a mate and accountability buddy that does take your sustainable routine to the next level again I think a big thing with accountability is, again, getting rid of that shame. In order to be accountable, you've got to get rid of the shame and the guilt because a lot of guys will say they want to be accountable and they'll even pay for a program. And then if they don't hit it hard straight away, they're not in the pocket right away hitting all the targets or they fall off for a couple of weeks, then they go into that spiral and they kind of ghost and then they run away, right? And they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to, oh, my coach is going to yell at me. It's like a good coach isn't going to fucking chastise you for falling off the bandwagon. Right. Or for, you know, just for, for getting off track. A good coach is going to be like, all right, that happened. That's all good. Now let's come up with a game plan to get you back in, like back in, back consistent, back doing some stuff. Like that's the past is the past. Like Rafiki said it from The Lion King. If you're a dad, you probably watch The Lion King, right? The past is the past. You can either run from it or learn from it, right? So just fucking, and then bop them on the head with a big stick. Um, exactly. But yeah, account getting rid of that shame and guilt is vital to, to being willing. You've got to be willing to be like open and honest with your coach. It's like, coaching is is it's like a um it's like a fridge you get out of it what you put into it right if you're not willing to be open and share your struggles and ask the questions and try and get the most out of it you're not going to get the most out of it so make sure you're real you're willing to be i guess like real with that person that whoever whoever's going to be keeping you accountable um and yeah definitely don't make it your wife I was going to say part of accountability and I guess the, I guess the process of being accountability is tracking your progress and, and tracking your lifts, tracking your measurements, tracking your weight and setting, I guess, setting those milestones as you go to know, 
to know that you're progressing, to know that you're moving forward because accountability and sustainable routine is all well and good uh, in itself. And some people have just the routine as the goal, but the goal is usually beyond that. It's usually to drop a couple centimeters, to get a bit fitter, to increase your lifts, to get stronger. So if you don't have that information, you need to know if the routine is working because for most people, progress equals happiness. So if you know whether or not you are progressing, and you know what, I guess, what metrics are important to you. Because for some people, it might be, as you said, that their 5K time. It might be your weight. It might be the weight that you're lifting on the bar. It might be, you know, your, you know, your resting heart rate or whatever, right? There's, everyone's got their own different metrics that they're tracking for success. But you need to have that information in order for you to know whether or not you're moving forward. And if you know you're moving forward and you're getting results, you're far more likely to continue getting results because you're getting motivated. As you say, like, fuck yeah, I smashed it. And there's only so far that just hitting the routine will take you as far as um, momentum and as far as I guess positivity and 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 um, uh, motivation goes because oh yeah I hit my routine yeah I hit my routine I hit my routine it's like but is this routine actually fucking doing anything right it's like the people who say oh I'm eating healthy but nothing's happening it's like well you got to be a bit more granular than that you got to track some more detail and then you'll actually know what's going on which is why we get guys to take photos it's why we got guys to take measurements I got guys staying the same weight dropping belt sizes, dropping shirt sizes, but the weight hasn't changed. You're like, oh, what's, what's going on? And I really want everyone listening to hear this. If you stay at the exact same fucking weight that you are right now, the number on the scale didn't change, but you dropped excess, all your excess body fat, right? Maybe it turned into muscle, maybe it didn't, whatever. Maybe it turned into fucking bone density and now you're like, the, like you've got like Wolverine fucking iron <laughs> bones that can't be broken. But if you dropped all that body fat, and you stayed the exact same weight and you were your desired level of leanness, right? And muscularity. Um, you know, if, if you're 140 kilos, you probably look like Ronnie Coleman or Jay Cutler, right? Just mm-hmm. jacked. But if that was the case, would you be happy? And most people are like, oh, well, yeah. I'm like, then don't fucking worry about the scale number. If your belts are, if you drop, if you're having to put new holes in your belt, if you're having to change your shirt sizes, if everything's starting to hang off you, then that's this is again this is why we're tracking progress and it's also redefining success right coming back to the sort of that point in the earlier uh, part of the podcast but tracking your progress tracking your lifts tracking your measurements and celebrating every time you hit you know those one of those oh i dropped five kilos fuck yeah you know just like me i dropped 10 kilos right maybe i I lost a centimeter maybe i went down a belt size maybe i went down a shirt size all of these things yeah for me i'm trying to go up a shirt size once i fill out my uh my larges then i'll be pretty happy with myself right that's my that's 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 my milestone right get my get 10 inch arms Woo, yeah be happy um yeah if you don't track your progress what what isn't tracked can't be changed that's that's the fundamental at the end of the day yeah i think so man i think like we track weight, we track measurements, we track photos on the, the results side of things. We also track, you know, weight lifted for a progressive overload. We also track food. We also track protein intake because I, I think for me is, you know, the more ways we measure success, the more ways we get to celebrate success. Right? Mm. <laughs> I think that yeah. at the end of the day, right? Like, um, and, you know, I don't care if we're tracking seven metrics and you got one win out of the seven, I'm still going to celebrate the seven, the one out of the seven, like, because you get to still celebrate something, but also not all metrics matter at different periods of your transformation. Like weight might matter at the start a little bit, then measurements might matter more at the middle and then photos might matter more at the end. And that's what happens to a lot of guys. And they're like, oh, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we start to get like um, dick skin lean kind of thing, right? Just before that. And when we, when your, your weight measurement, your waist measurements just not coming in and you're tired. I was like, dude, cause your waist is like tight. 
It's just it's your bone. body fat. It's, yeah, your uh, body fat will continue that, that's, to change. That's right? the circumference of your pelvis. That's, uh, that's yeah, not exactly. changing. Yeah. So it's like, but weight will change at the start. Like measurements also will. Some weeks it, weight won't change, but measurements will. It means we're still losing fat. Like that's good. So it's like, if we're not tracking these other metrics, you're going to feel like a failure. But if we're tracking the other metrics, you're going to still feel like a winner. And trust me, feeling like a winner is definitely going to help with consistency because winners mm. keep winning. Um, so guys, you need to have multiple metrics that equal your success because then there's more ways to, for you to feel like a success. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Now, the next thing is just overcoming like mental roadblocks. I think, you know, we'll, I'll continue to talk about this every week, every week I possibly can. I'll be like mental, 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 because when we understand that your transformation it, you know, some people are like, oh, abs are 60% in the kitchen or 80% in the kitchen, 20% in the gym. It's like, I don't, I don't really care about that. What I do care about is I think it's like 70% mental and 30% the rest of the shit. Because mm. if we can get your mental game strong, increase your emotional stamina, make sure that we can, you know, um, expand the gap between the stimulus of the external world and your response to it and help you increase your emotional intelligence then man like that's not just going to help you get abs and get fit and be the best version of you that's going to help you be, have a better relationship that's going to help you have a better job that's going to help you have a better quality of life so my goal is for for everyone to nail the mental side of things because that will carry over to every other aspect of their life so you need to track it you need to go well I, I, do i have negative patterns in my thoughts right now Okay. Sometimes some of my guys, I've also like set them out on a challenge for like seven days. It's like, I want you to try not to have a negative thought or say a negative thing for seven days. And no one's actually achieved the challenge, but I wanted to highlight to them that they're negative motherfuckers. Um, like just ingrained. That's who we are mm. as humans. So we are like, Oh, I had one today. Oh, I had two today. Oh, but it's like, what happens is if I, and what I did for the guys that I've given this to, it's like I had to highlight the fact that they're doing it way too often and being consciously aware of it allowed them to downgrade it from like, oh, dude, I had 35 negative things today. And then by the end of the seven days, like down to three, I was like, well, our goal was never to get you to zero. You're a human being. It's okay. Like, you know, but it's like if we can decrease you by 90%, like that's a way better quality of life. And if we look at that whole reticular activating system, if we constantly focus on negativity or constantly have negative thoughts, we're going to constantly see more negative things. If we can downgrade that and start to implement gratitude, perspective, and more positive things in our life, then we'll start to see more positivity as well. So I think where your focus goes, your energy flows. And I think that's a big thing for us and understanding that, you know, all we need to do is highlight to ourselves, what are our negative thought patterns and where do they come from? How can we and be consciously aware from and downgrade them? What are our in our positive thought patterns and can we consciously input them into our life so we can turn up the volume of positivity and turn down the volume of negativity and all of a sudden our life becomes better our thought patterns become better and our execution becomes better because a negative motherfucker doesn't execute positive things a positive person does um and you can see that every step of the way so i want you to track your mental headspace. I think that is a big thing we need to understand. We need to challenge the limiting beliefs that we have. And I do this for a lot of my, like, dude, like some, like, dude, you can walk 10,000 steps. I can't walk 10,000 steps. We had CJ on the podcast. He's like, you can. And now he's running fucking 60 Ks a day. And I had to challenge belief after belief after belief because 
I'll, I'll believe in you more than you believe in you until you believe in you as much as me. And then I'll probably even believe in you more. And I'll keep raising the bar because I'm like, I, can know, I know you can. I know you can do more. And I think I'll constantly challenge, like, dude, I think you can do 300 push-ups a day just as a challenge for the next three days. Oh, you reckon I can do that? Let's, why not? Let's just put it on top. Let's do like 10 push-ups, like 15 push-ups every like 30 minutes. Drop down in the meeting, get them done. Like, why not? Who cares? Get your fucking team to do it with you. And they're like, oh, let's do it. And it's like, I will set little challenges for some of my guys to show them that their previous limitations were just self-imposed. So if I can continue to challenge your limiting beliefs and for you listeners, create your own little challenges to challenge your limiting beliefs, then all of a sudden you unlock the glass ceiling that you've put on top of yourself and you've found new potential inside you. And our goal is just to constantly up-level in life because that's how you actually do achieve your potential or strive towards your potential. Yeah, it's like asking yourself, does this ha- does this have to be true, right? Is this is this actually true? But the, without giving yourself space for reflection and space for um, you know understanding, all right, well, where how was my day, right? How actually was my day? You know, oh, how was your day? Oh, yeah, good. Well, that's yeah. Every week, travel asks me how you going, Jace. I'll usually give you a pretty fucking real and uh, and descriptive, in depth uh, analysis, play by play of how I'm feeling and what's going on for me in my life. Um, but having that ability to be more self aware and um, and just be aware of okay, cool, what is coming up for me? Where I noticed, you know, and this is this is why I um I always appreciate sort of debriefing the day with my wife a little bit. And we've created a we went away recently down south for a couple of days, and then um, we came back and we decided to implement a new practice practice where we'd go on at least one date night a month because I think we were missing that uh, connection, you know, being husband and wife without being, you know, just parents. And um, once a week, we've we've scheduled in a check-in where we've got like dinners already prepped from the night before. And, um, you know, we can put Emmy down and, and, and then basically just have a chat to be like, hey, how are you going? How am I going? Like, how are we going with each other? Basically, it's like, are you feeling supported? Are you feeling, you know, loved in the relationship and that kind of stuff? But having that check-in time is really valuable, especially with your partner, because then you can talk if you can talk through your day and you can get clear on what what how was I feeling today? What were the things? Oh, I was feeling good, but then something happened. And then I got in a bad mood. I really I don't know why. Oh, right, it might have been this thing. You know, I read a, a fucking comment online, or I, someone sent me a work email that pissed me off, or a customer asked for a refund, or whatever. You got something like that come up. And then that was what ruined you. Oh, shit. All right. Well, fuck. I need to know that next time that comes up, I need to be able to deal with that in a better way. And so having that space for reflection and also self-compassion and really just being willing to love yourself and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm just human, right? We've talked about this before. You are a human. You're going through life the best that you can. Everyone's doing the best that they can with the resources that they've got available. And so are you. And all you can do is reflect and say, cool, you know, that that's what happened, but I want to promise I'm going to try and do better next time. I'm going to focus on doing better next time. And I'm going to not let that get on top of me. Uh, man, I completely agree. I think you have to, so many of us aren't conscious sometimes on our responses. And also we aren't conscious mm. on the thoughts that are going inside our head. Like, you know, like have a good day or how was your day? Good. It's like, no, but actually answer the person and don't tell them to mm. have a good day. Um, and I think this is, this is something that, again, I've implemented with some of my guys. It's like, we don't have good days. We just don't. Okay. We, we make good days and we make great mm. days because you don't have it, you make it. Because every single day, something is going to happen 
And then, you know, you, you might not make it a great day. Like you might not have, have a good day, but you can still make it a great day. I learned something today and still made it a great day. You're looking for the little sprinkle on top of the day that makes it a great day. And I think, you know, when you say to your kids, like, have a good day. And then, you know, the, what you're saying is nothing external outside is going to happen to them because, ah, how was your day? Uh, it was good or this happened or negativity, but it's like, make it a great day today. Can't hear how you made it a great day later. What they're doing is they're consciously understanding that there's going to be external inputs coming into my life today, but I still am going to try and make it great. And then the dad's like, how'd you make today? Great. Oh, this happened. And then I did this. So you're, you're rewiring your children's mind and I want you to do this or you're going to rewire your mind. I want you to make every day great. So I don't care if you lost your job or anything, still make it a great day. Like make it a great day. Okay, make it a great day. Well, you lost your job, but you still got your legs. You, you lost your job, but you still got your life. You lost your job, but you still got your wife. Um, like, what, like, like whatever you do, it's like make today great. Find the reasons. And this is not saying that it's time for feeling the negativity in your life or like negative impulses, but we can't allow them to dictate the trajectory of our future because we're dealing with something which is what makes us inconsistent but if our job is to try and make every day a great day and if we do that then you know six out of seven will be great because we made them great then that's how we actually breed consistently consistency and momentum and i think then, you know, we just also have to just practice a little bit of self-compassion because, again, you're not going to make every day great. That seventh day out of the six, um, so the, you know, the seventh day out of the seven days, you know, you might not make it great and you have to go, well, that's okay. Like, you know, I got punched in the face today. I tried to do my best and I just took more knocks, okay? And today I didn't mm. make great. But you know what? Tomorrow I wake up, the, the slate is clean. I get to write a new page in the chapter of my life tomorrow. I don't take yes today's page into tomorrow because it's today's page. Tomorrow I get an extra 86,400 seconds to then write a new day in my story of my life. And tomorrow I'm going to make it a fucking great one. I think it's having that kind of mentality. It's like self-compassion for today if you didn't get to make today great. But then also reminding yourself tomorrow is a clean slate where you get to rewrite your story for the next day to then continue your hero's journey, which is optimizing to the best version of you. And I think that is a conscious thing that we must do because we take yesterday's bullshit into the next day and the next day. People do that for fucking years because they just didn't clean the slate. It's like, it's like the Etch-A-Sketch. You just wipe the fucking Etch-A-Sketch off. Tomorrow's new. Start doing your doodle again. Just just make it better and better. Um, and I think that's all you have to do. It's like wipe that Etch-A-Sketch clean every single day and then you just start fucking doodling again and just make it good, make it better. Hmm. Um, you got bricks in your backpack from last <laughs> week. You, you don't need the bricks anymore. You, don't. you can just You can just let it go. Yeah. You can just let it go. Fucking drop the backpack. Who cares? No, like, and you're the only one that cares most of the time, and that's the problem. Mm. Like, you're carrying the past into the present, and the past is the past. It can't fucking, it doesn't help you anymore. It's the fucking past. Mm. You can't change it. It's gone. It's done. Uh, like it is what it is. So I think have a bit of self-compassion and that's a big thing about overcoming mental roadblocks as well. Then I think we need to go, well, you know, we do leverage accountability. We do get people to challenge our limitations. Again, like four of my guys, um, you know, taking them to do 
the 56 day Spartan Ultra. You know, if we're talking about challenging people's limitations, we decide six six weeks out that, you know, one of them would run a marathon before, the other ones hadn't. And I was like, we're doing this. I'm going to do it with you. And like, I I just stress fractured my foot and I did it with them. And I was like, they all beat me on this. And I just limped through it and got it done because, you know, again, if they're going to do it, I'm going to do it. Again, common humanity. We talked about this at the start. So I'm like, I felt like I was a part of something with them, but also I gave them a challenge. They're like, fuck, 56 kilometers and also like 48 obstacles or whatever the hell it was, the the Spartan Ultra. They're like, we, we can't do it. I said, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Um, and after six weeks of training towards that goal, we crushed it. They did it. And there's also some self-doubt along the way. And I just kept telling them they could fucking do it and stop being little pussies. Um, and, and, um, and, do it. Do it. They rose to the occasion. But then yeah, it's time for self-compassion. Trav's yeah. like, oh, this is not that time. Yeah, exactly. I was like, there's time for self-compassion. There's time for getting the job done. And I'll give you self-compassion in six weeks and one day. Um, but, like, <laughs> but then like 10 hours, 11 hours, you know, one of the boys I think just hit under 10 hours doing 56 kilometers. It's like when you're moving for like 10 hours straight doing 56 kilometers, like talk about uncovering your limiting beliefs and what you can achieve in life. Like it was fucking next level. I remember driving home and I was like, I was like, dude, I feel bad right now. And I was about to, felt like I was about to pass out in the car. I remember I told Al to pull over. I was like on the side of the road, just vomiting. I was like, okay, my body was pushed to its limits today. And I was like, that means you know, you went hard. Thank you, David Goggins. I found out my limit. Um, but I think it's, it, but that also made me realize I'd never run 56 Ks. But then once you overcome a challenge, I'm like, okay, on to the next challenge. I'm doing a 60K ultra. I'm right, I'm training for it at the moment. Um, so it's a little bit further. I think it's actually 65Ks. I'm doing a 65K ultra on the first weekend of December. It's like, okay, that's my next. And because it's like constantly expanding our comfort zone, constantly breaking the glass ceiling that's just above us, which means we keep moving forward, but we can only do that when we leverage accountability. And like the my wife and her cousin and his partner and her dad are doing a relay race for this, this ultra marathon. So we're going there anyway, cause they're doing it. So I've got accountability. Like I'm showing up either way and I fuck that. I'm not bitching out. Um, right. Mm. One, cause I won't ever, never stop hearing about it from Liv's dad. Um, so I'm doing it either way, <laughs> whether it takes me three days, I'm going to get it done. Um, because that's just who I am. Um, but I've got, I've, I've leveraged accountability for this. And what we, what I'm trying to say is you also need to leverage accountability to achieve your goals, especially when they're outside your comfort zone. So you need to find someone that can, one, can help push you forward and help you rise to the level of a a new standard because that allows you to continue to progress forward. Mm, Yeah, and that's the whole reason why we've created a club for dads right? It's all well and good to be accountable to someone who's, you know, maybe like above your sort of level of, of um, fitness. And that's why you have like usually a coach or someone like that, who's, um, you know, leading the way, pacing you, so to speak. Um, then there's also accountability of doing it with a group and doing it with a bunch of other people that are all in the same boat as you and being able to bunch uh, to, to sort of um, bounce off each other, right? And be like, oh yeah, no, like, yep, cool. Let's all go through this together. As Trav did, it's like, you know, we've got a group of guys that are all doing this thing together. Having that club and having that group of people is invaluable when it comes to be feeling accountable because it's like everyone else is getting it done. 
they've got similar constraints to me, right? Someone else, it's, there's nothing, um, this is what Will Smith said to his son, there's nothing in life that you want to do that someone else hasn't already done and written a book about. <laughs> so it, we, think about that in terms of the context. Yeah, there, there's people who are already with the same constraints as you do achieving the shit that you want to achieve. So there's no real, there's no excuse. You've just got to find those people. You've got to find those people. You've got to embrace those people. If you can find them online, if you find them in person, wherever, that's the beauty of, I guess, utilizing social media to its fullest extent is finding and connecting with those people that have the same goals as you and that will help push you from a peer perspective of let's let's do this because we're all in it together. Man, I think that's another thing, right? Like if we're talking about consistency and talking to dads, like one of the boys also said to me last week uh, or two weeks ago, sorry, it was like, oh, my um, my baby's crying all the time and all the rest of it. Like it just since it's a new baby and it's like three weeks old, it's like not nonstop crying. I was like, okay, well, you know, when's it crying? It's like, it's not feeding properly. It's constantly like, I was like, maybe... Um, that your boy, your baby's not actually taking the breast milk properly. Have you ever tried taking them to an a, a alternative to breast milk? And then he went off, got off the phone, talked to his wife, and they switched it to a formula, and the baby just wasn't tolerant to breast milk. And it's talking to a dad that can also go, this is what I'm going through, and I don't have all the, the solutions, but I will actually talk to you like a dad that will help you. Um, and then they change mm. that, and the baby slept for the last two weeks. He's like, dude, like I'll pay you for the next year because you fucking make my baby sleep and my wife happy. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. It's like, and also one of my other boys last week, like both his kids got hand, foot, and mouth disease, right? And I was like, dude, oh, fuck. man, like I was like, man, when I first had my kids with hand, foot, and mouth disease, I was like, isn't this like scurvy? Is it like a fucking ship in the 1700s? I was like, it sounds like such a crazy thing, but like it's it crazy. Does. It does, man. But like when Finn had hand, foot, and mouth disease, then I got a hand, foot, and mouth disease off Finn, which is even crazier. And like, I thought I was dying. My body was like burning up. I had a rash. I asked Liv to take me to the hospital because I thought I was going to fucking die. And she actually took him to the hospital and they gave me some antibiotics and a lotion, all the rest of it. But like, also I said to him, I was like, okay, this is what broke consistency. It's like, this, this can be something. This can be something that stops us in our tracks. So what we did for him that week is we redefined success for the week he was currently facing. I was like, dude, you're not going to get to the gym three times this week. Um, your kids have hand, foot and mouth disease. They're going to be at home. Your wife's going to be stressed. You need to actually be more on point for your family this week. So instead, what I want you to do, is I want you to still focus on your steps. You're going to hit 10K steps a day and you're going to do 200 push-ups every single day. And still keep your head in the game for fitness and you're going to track your food. But like, so we redefined his success for him still to be consistent, to move forward mentally, to not not feel like he was stepping backwards with his results. So even in a week where he feel, didn't feel like, or if we didn't redefine the success, he would have felt like he wasn't winning. We allowed him to feel like he was winning to not lose momentum for the long-term success. So I think, again, it's like, and I told him to watch out, make sure he didn't get hand, foot, and mouth disease because that shit fucking sucks. So <laughs> Don't take that shit into the gym. Yeah, no, you don't. So I, I, th I think what I'm saying is like it, it's being able to have these conversations with people who understand what you're going through can continue to redefine success within within the constraints that you have and can find pathways rather than just, oh, fucking toughen up, man. Go to the fucking gym earlier. Like, fuck your wife. Like, um, it's like, I'm trying to fuck my wife. She just says no sometimes. Uh, so, she says no because I keep going to the gym, the gym while the kids have hand, foot, and mouth exactly, disease. Exactly. So I think 
it's it's getting check-ins, it's getting support, it's redefining success, it's having open and honest conversations, it's embracing that adaptability, which is by having someone that's like, life is random, it's not what happens, it's how you react to what happens, which counts. I think that is the biggest thing. It's not what happens, it's how you react to what happens that counts. Like you have to put it into your head. It's like flexibility without compromise. Yes, we want to train. You can't get to the gym, let's do this. So it's finding other strategy or it's, it's finding other ways to execute your overall strategy to t- still maintain su- success and not feel like you're moving backwards, which allows you like, if you think, oh, fuck it, I can't go to the gym. It's like this all or nothing attitude. Then people just start eating burgers and they like, they blow the week, which allows them to go backwards. It's like, no, we'll redefine your success. So they still eat well. And we know that, you know, if they're eating well, then they're still going to lose body fat anyway. And they can still get the success even without going to gym. We're not just maximizing lean muscle growth or lean muscle mm-hmm. retention. And one week off the gym ain't gonna get lose all your gains, guys. Do not worry. So I took four weeks off. Exactly. Minim, minim, uh, at that point, it's like minimal impact. Exactly. So I think it's like flexibility without compromise. And I think that's what we focus and that allows us to navigate the randomness of life. It allows us to look for the opportunities for growth. And you're like, oh fuck, I really like doing running. Can't get to the gym at the moment. I'm going on a holiday with the kids. Okay, let's do some running. Let's do some body. And then all of a sudden you're like, I actually like this. This is an opportunity for growth. Okay, let's focus down this path as well as on our goals. So it's like, it's understanding that and I think that the, one of the last two things we want to talk about today as we sort of wrap it up, it's like, you have to plan for setbacks. It's like, I don't want you, like, I don't want you to think that, nope, I'm going to have a seamless life where it's all fucking sunshine and right. Like, dude, that's not, your fucking life is no Disney story. It could be more like Bambi where your fucking mum gets shot by a fucking hunter. Like life, life is the old Disney stories where like everyone always yeah. fucking dies. But like yeah, fucking, exactly. When Mufasa um, gets thrown off the spoiler, yeah, when he like, gets thrown off the cliff into the fucking stampede. Yeah, like Dumbo, right? Like that, I was like, dude, my Disney movies yeah. when I grew up were traumatic. Now they're all just fucking woke. Brutal. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. so, like, <laughs> fucking hell. It's like Disney movies when we grew up was trying to build resilience of character for us. Maybe that was the difference. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking hell. Yeah, like, oh, hey, mommy, life is good. Like the little, is that Bambi was the younger one. Life is great. Let's go through the forest. Bang, your mum's dead. Okay, how do I adapt and overcome? Um, and it's like, so like you have to understand setbacks are going to happen. Your life is a 1980s Disney's movie, but also at the end of those 1980s Disney's movies, it was always a hero's journey, but it was just a fucking brutal hero's journey. They really pushed that hero down in the dumps and pushed their yeah. face in the mud. But at the end, they, they understood and they could overcome and they rose to success. So you have to go, well, I am going to have a setback setbacks are normal i have the ability to flip the switch so you need to have flip the switch like i told you at the start my flip the switch getting back into training is a three-day split where i would do full bodies like that's my flip the switch like that, that's literally it um i also flip back flip the switch with nutrition is like same meals three times a day literally the same meal three times a day for 14 days um or seven days depends on how accommodating live is um and hey <laughs> dude i got it lucky i got it lucky guys i got it lucky yeah. um so you know, or if i was married to jace i'd be like hey jace three times a meal same meal <laughs> it's like jace does the cooking for his house so i think like <laughs> When we look at this, it, but I don't get bored of food. So it's okay for me. Liv looks at me and is like, hey, you're not bored. It's like, I don't know. I like this. Um, I like minced cheese and like, you know, taco seasoning. Like, it's okay for me. <laughs> like, I'll have it, have, it, have it every day. But like, mm. I have things that flip the switch for me. 
And I think if we can understand for you, it's like setbacks are normal. That is that I just need to have resilience. I got to bounce back and I catch myself early. I need to understand how do I flip the switch, like literally flipping a switch. This is how I get back into it. And there's like then avoiding all types of all or nothing attitudes. And we also learn from setbacks because they are going to happen. We have to learn from them. How do I not allow myself to be in a seven day or 14 day or, you know, one month hiatus and turn it down into a three day or a one day or a two hour setback? I think if we, the faster we can flip the switch, the better. Because that allows us to stay as like, you know, the fit dad, the best version of us. And the best version of us has fucking setbacks, guys. You're a fucking human. You're going to tear your meniscus. Like you're going to have shit happen. Like, you know, people are going to die. Hopefully you're not Bambi and you're not listening to this. Sorry, Bambi. Um, Your mom is no longer with us. Um, But you have to understand that because that's how you start to build resilience. Because like Hmm. setbacks are going to happen. I'm going to have consistency through that and consistency through setbacks is what actually builds grit and resilience. You become a resilient motherfucker. You're like, you know, I'm going to carry the boats. Right. And, um, mm. you know, if everyone might be listening right, why do people always carry, carry boats? It's like, go listen to David Goggins book guys. You'll hear him. He carries boats all the time. Um, so that's what he does. <laughs> he does, what he does. So I think like, and you, you turn and like resilience is turning every failure into growth. I think that is a big thing as well. And it also helps you build strategies for mental toughness as well. So it's like, that's what fosters resilience because you become stronger every time you go through it and you have these faster iteration, but it's only if you reflect. And it's like reflection is a key to resilience and it allows you to keep pushing forward. And I think, you know, that is, you have to foster resilience. You have to plan for setbacks and that's how you become adaptable to the situation, which then breeds consistency um, in an inconsistent environment that is being a dad. Hmm. Yeah. My final tip as well is as far as looking at progressing and getting better and better and better over time, a lot of people focus on getting, making their, their better days best and being like, oh, I want my good day to be fucking huge. Like I want to have the biggest month in my company. Whereas instead of focusing on that, focus on the worst months being a little bit better. And the worst days being a bit better. If every time you can, it's called raising the floor. If every time you can raise the floor, if every time I used to coach, you know, um, I was chatting to one of my guys, he asked for some advice for his, uh, for his partner, which I think was really smart because if he gave the advice, obviously it wouldn't have worked out very well, but he could say, oh, my coach just mentioned this. I don't know if that's useful for you. It's all him. He's the one who said it all. Um, but I used to coach women with like you know, eating disorders and stuff like that. And um, it's like, if we can go longer and longer without a binge or without a sort of a, an episode, that's a win, right? We just want to reduce the frequency and reduce the amount of time. If we binge for a day, let's keep it to one or two meals, right? If we binge for a meal, let's make it not a huge binge, right? Like those are the things that over time, if you continue to raise the floor and like, oh, I didn't go to the gym for four weeks this time. All right, well, let's let's get it to three weeks next time, right? Let's get it to two weeks. And if you reduce those, the bad times, and you make those as minimal as possible, the only way that the trend can go is up because you're basically taking away the floor. You're raising that floor. So there's there's no way it can continue to get worse. It can only get better. So rather than being like, oh, fuck, I need to optimize and maximize my best days. It's like, just focus on making your bad days a little bit better. And that's actually not that hard of a fucking thing to do because bad days are usually, you know, they're rough. You know, you don't get to the gym, you fucking order Uber Eats or whatever. It's like, cool, you can still order Uber Eats, just order Nando's this time, right? Or just fucking be like, Trav, don't eat and pack your house up for three days. <laughs> exactly. Um, but... Yeah, exactly. Trust and that's, me, you and lose that's just it. That, that, 
exactly. Easy, easy done. It might be water weight, it might be muscle mass, who cares? The scale number will drop. But that'll build your resilience as well over time. It's like in having the little tangible goal for each time, right? All of these are kind of stacking on top of each other. If you have a tangible goal for each time, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this for less time, right? Let's get back into it quicker. Let's just get back on the wagon faster. Um, it's going to take time to build. It's going to take time. It is it is a roller coaster. That is the reason why it's called the roller coaster. But consistency, you can't build consistency over a week, right? Or it will be consistent over a day. This is going to be this is a weeks, a months, a years thing. And these are these are what those tips are for. It is for that long term game, right? The the game of life. Exactly. Anyone can be consistent for a meal. Like, I think it's like, uh, yeah, I smashed it today. And then you go have 17 burgers the next meal. It's like, it's not about that. You know, calories matter over seven days, guys. Like, I, I can't stress this, stress this enough to people. It's like, calories matter over seven days. So even if you fucked up today, you can still get back on track and be consistent for your week where it actually matters most. Like, that is the biggest thing you have to understand. You didn't blow your week, you blew the day, and we can still get back on track. So guys... I want you to understand that we are always here for you. We are the people that can keep you accountable. We can create the roadmap. We can break your glass ceilings for you. We can help set the bar, raise the bar. We can, I'll fly it like a dude. If you're not doing something and you want to have a crazy goal, I'll flown two people and run fucking marathons with them. I've done ultra. I'll do crazy shit. You want to do set a fucking goal? I'll fly wherever you are in the fucking country. I'm not going to fly internationally. Sorry, guys. But I'll fly wherever you are. You want to do a crazy goal? Let's do fucking crazy shit together. Because that's my... I want my life to be doing crazy shit with people who didn't think it was possible. And I was a part of them doing crazy shit. I think like if that can be my ultimate journey for this and all I do is eventually start to just every month do crazy shit with a Fit Dad Club member, man... That's my life made because all I ever do is just crazy fucking shit. I'm like, oh, that was a cool fucking month. I'll train for it with you. And then like, if I, even if I don't, I'll do it with you. Like I'll just break my feet and fucking keep going. Um, so guys, if you want crazy goals <laughs> or if you just want normal goals, <laughs> you don't have to be crazy. I mean, I'm here to represent <laughs> some normal goals. Yeah, you want normal goals. You got Jace. You want crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> let's come with me. You're, you're, you'll be on the roller coaster of Travis. Uh, (laughs) and trust me you'll be hanging on for dear life Uh, so with this guys go to fit-dad.club um and you know with that you can talk about where you are where you want to be we can help you close the gap between you and your potential on this planet and help you be the best version of you for for yourself and for your family for your kids go to fit-dad.club Book in a call. Let's have a chat. Give us a review. Um, give us a comment. Um, either way, we love it. We love the reviews. We love the comments. We love also what you want to know on the podcast. And shout right. out in the month of August also. It is that we actually, this is released in September, this one. But the month of August, we did get a thousand downloads in the month. Um, which was, it's a milestone. So a thousand downloads Mm. for the month of August. I'm quite happy with that guys. Thank you for all the listeners out there. Much love to you all. Um, and on to the next couple of months until we hit that 10,000 downloads, actually, you know, a thousand downloads. I said to this, a thousand downloads in a month puts us in the top 20% of podcasts in the world. Okay. Mm. So our next goal is to, to get to the top 10%, which means we need to just keep hammering on, um, delivering some episodes to you all. So let us know what you want to hear, guys, and we'll keep showing up. Other than that, we'll talk to you next week.